Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. USC traveling to Oregon State, 6.30 Saturday night, Reeser Stadium. It's a sellout. A lot of interest in this game. 3-0 against 3-0. Oregon State has won seven straight at home. And in the last seven against USC, the Beavers are 4-3 in Corvallis. Joining us now, as he does every week, Jaden Grant, team captain, defensive back. He's now an apparel designer. and uh, We know him as King Jamba on this show. Uh, hey, man, every time you have an interception, my friends all text me, Jamba! <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's funny. Tell us what's going on with Portland gear in the apparel line. This is interesting. Uh, nothing much, man. I, got, I have a, a new collab with them, uh, me and Portland gear. We're dropping um, a hoodie and a sweatshirt, also a T-shirt. Kind of uh, represents the underdog story. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got that going on. There's a little pop-up shop tomorrow. Um, you can swing by. It's off of Monroe um, at Downward Dog from 11 to 2 p.m. Love that. So you guys are going to be you're gonna be selling some apparel. You got the, uh, you're embracing the underdog thing because there's some guys that don't like, nah, I don't want to be an underdog, but you're, you're embracing that. That's kind of your story, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I've always, I've always embraced that, you know, um, even since, you know, playing in youth when I was always, you know, so much smaller than everybody. Uh, just the underdog story, the, the the thought of overcoming adversity, and you know, it's always intriguing. So, what does playing USC mean to you? Um, I mean, this week it it means everything because it's, you know the next game. Um, you know, I, I wasn't too much of a, a a football, you know, big football fan growing up, so I wasn't really watching football in the days. You know, USC was at the top of the world, so. Um, I mean, this is the next game for me, but it means everything because it's, it's a big-time game for um, our program. So, I'm kind of hoping the officials let you guys play because I think the matchup of the defensive backs against those receivers, you guys in the secondary against the USC receivers, I think it's going to be a real treat to watch that. What do you see on film when you look at the receiving core? I mean, definitely a lot of talent, uh, a lot of speed. And then a lot of versatility because they have so many different guys. You know, they're really deep and veteran group. And, um, you know, they obviously have hit a lot of explosives so far this season. So, um, you know, this is kind of the, the matchup that you that you dream of or that you work for, you know, especially for our story here at Oregon State. So, um, you know, we're ready for the moment. We can't wait to go out there and, and battle. I'm going to play something for you. Paul Feinbaum, who uh, works for ESPN, um, he was talking about USC on his show, and I didn't like the way he was talking about the rest of the conference. I want you to listen to this. I think it probably comes down to either Clemson or, or Southern Cal right now. And a couple weeks ago, geez, Sean, I was worried about Southern Cal, but I, I'm not worried about them now. I think they basically have about a two-game season, uh, the most difficult game being at Utah, which which I, I still think is a formidable team, but but they're playing with, with such explosive explosiveness. I I didn't expect it. I mean, I thought they would be significantly better, 
Uh, I still, I'll, I'll defer to you on their defensive side of the ball, but but offensively right now they can hang with almost any team around. So I think uh, I, I think they they have to be considered a serious threat because I don't. You know, you, uh, again, uh, I see a couple of good teams in the Pac-12. The records are deceiving, but I, I don't see a team that is on their level from a talent standpoint. What do you make of that? That bother you? <laughs> no, I, I I don't think we really care too much about any of that type of stuff. Um, and like you said, as the underdog, we expect that. Um, but like Coach Smith always says, you know, not, the outside noise, none of it matters. Not when they praise you or not when they're telling you you have no shot or whatever they're saying. Um, all that matters is, is the belief and the attention to detail and the execution um, that we're capable of within our building. And so, you know, we just stick to what we say within our building. It pisses me off. I'll tell you that because I I look at I listen to it and I and I know he's not watching the conference. He's not watching Washington. Yeah. You guys, Washington State, Oregon, Utah. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to have an easy ride in this conference. I think on a given week, even the games this weekend, Cal's playing Arizona. I don't know who's going to win that. You know, it, it's yeah. it's there's a bunch of games. Oregon, Washington State. I don't know who's going to win that game, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. You know who I would pick you know at the end of the season but i feel like on a week to week if you don't show up with your a game you're gonna get beat yeah exactly and like i said this is it's pac-12 football um i think that even at the d1 level even before pac-12 in preseason if you don't come you know ready to play uh you'll get you can get beat by you know a lot of teams there's a lot of good talent around so um yeah that's why you know on our team specifically um, I'm proud of the way that we just focus on ourselves and, like I say, just stay process-oriented. Jaden Grant with us. Uh, he is uh, the team captain at Oregon State, defensive back. When you uh, when you look at kind of your your time at Oregon State, you've now been in that program a while. You know, I don't want you to talk about, like, bigger, faster, stronger, but how much smarter are you as a football player on the field right now? In comparison to maybe year two, year three, year four, when you were there. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I'm, I'm way, I'm way smarter. I'm a lot of, a lot of that comes from, I think, experience on the field because I, I always have, um, you know, took pride in, in knowing my playbook and uh, being in the right spot and knowing I'm supposed to do it. It's really the next level stuff that comes from film study and experience. So, um, yeah, I've definitely seen a, a lot of college ball. In my career up to this point, so um, you know, definitely something that helps me out when, when I'm out there on Saturday. What do you need from the crowd on Saturday? <laughs> For them to just be their usual selves, you know, they're, they're always rocking. Uh, the student stack, student section is always loud and rowdy. So, you know, the whole team we were, we've been talking about it all week. We just can't wait to get back into research. Seven straight there. It, it, it's been it's been a run, man. Do you guys talk about that? Like, let's keep that going, or are you really focused on the one and zero this week? No, like we're we're really locked in on the one and zero thing. Um, we don't really look at records or anything like that because you know if we were doing that just two weeks ago, we'd be like, oh, we have no shot to win, you know, in Fresno State because yeah. you know, Beavers never won there. Same same thing last year versus USC. So, like I said, we, we're really good, and the coaches are really good at just keeping us present in the moment. So, how how healthy are you? How, how healthy are you, and how healthy is the secondary? When you look around and see guys, uh, you know, at this point of the season, uh, we're great. We're great. We're um, all good. You know, the guys that are they out there, and then you know we have AJ, who um, you know back at any moment on doing it. So um, 
Yeah, we're, we're good. We're, we're blessed from that standpoint. Are you back in class? I know students started, classes started. Do you have, you know, in-person classes? Have you been to class already, or where are you at with school right now? Yeah, so I, I have to take, you know, nine credits, I think. So I'm in nine credits, uh, just credit fillers. And I think my only in-person class was yoga. I just decided <laughs> to take that one in person. I want your schedule. Can I have your life right now, Jaden Grant? Like, you got, let me just go through what Jay, what's going on in Jaden Grant's life. He's got, he's designing apparel with Portland gear. That's a dream. He's got a Jamba drink named for him. You go into the Jamba locations. There's posters up now with Jaden Grant. He's playing football. You're taking nine credits. That's pretty nice. And then, oh, by the way, yoga is your in-person class. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely can't complain. Enjoy this, okay? Uh, I'm sure like yeah, people definitely. have told you that. Enjoy this time. It gets more serious later when you when you get older and you have two or three Jaden Grant kids running around. You're gonna know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, look, for sure. Look, I think everybody's excited to see this game. Uh, you guys are undefeated. You're at home. This is a great opponent. I mean, this is what it's about, right? Exactly, and that's all I'm saying. This is what it's all about. Um, you know, in order to be considered as one of the best, you have to be who they say is, you know, one of the best. So um, that'll be what it is for us. You know, like I said, it's a big opportunity and a big challenge as well. And, um, we just can't wait to go out there and go in front of Reese and in front of the home crowd and, and uh, like I said, go to battle. All right. I will see you there. I'm covering this game. I'll be there. Um, and I know a lot of people are excited. It is sold out, standing room only. Uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see you guys 6.30 Saturday night. Jaden Grant, good luck to you. Thank you, man, for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. All right, there he is. It's a good life that Jaden Grant is leading right now. Uh, that interview brought to you by Jamba. Get your season started right. Get it started at Jamba. Jaden Grant's got a drink named after him. When you go into the store, you can see the poster, and you can order what Jaden Grant is ordering. But All right, let's get, let's get this straight, guys. Uh, Jaden Grant is... He's, he's taken nine credits because that's what he has to take. And, you know, I think he has like three degrees already. But he, his class is yoga that he has to go to. He's got the apparel line that they'll be selling, the underdog apparel line that he's designed with Marcus and the team at Portland Gear, portlandgear.com, if you want to see all the Oregon State stuff that they've been designing lately. It's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, he's playing in a football game. He's a team captain. He's playing against USC on Saturday night. This is pretty good. That's a pretty good life. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate that life at all. Now, I will say I had, you know, not as good as that. But when I was a senior in high school, I knew I was going to community college. So I didn't have, I decided I wasn't going to take all the, like, the college credit classes and stuff. Yeah. So my final, like, term or semester, whatever it is, um, I had two weightlifting classes, two PE classes, and then, a uh, like, a senior seminar class, which I had to go to. But, like, you didn't have to go because it was just, like, one final speech. So I get it. I get where Jaden Grant's coming from, and I respect him for it. Yeah, I, he should cherish every uh, every moment. <laughs> every moment, before man. Before the real worlds, right? I know. Uh, and look, and when he decided he was going to come back for this year, he's a seventh-year senior. It will never happen again in college athletics. Knocking on wood, no pandemic. Nobody going through a medical red shirt getting an extra year. Um, you know, the NCAA gave everybody an extra season. So Jaden Grant, normally this would be a six-year thing with the medical redshirt, but he gets a seventh year because of the pandemic. I don't think we're going to see that ever again. And, you know, UCLA's got a fifth-year starter 
at quarterback in Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like we're watching, like you know, everybody always says we want the college games to be college. We don't want them to be pros. Like I don't want college football to become professional football. I don't. I'm allergic to that. But it's really interesting right now in that we have so many really experienced players that have played more games and have been around longer than in any other era of college football. Like this, a seventh-year senior at in the defensive backfield at Oregon State. And it's really interesting because we saw this in basketball. It was a great equalizer in the NCAA tournament when the mid-majors really started to have success. It came at the time where Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, some of the Blue Bloods were all in the one-and-done game. The you know Butler had you know fifth-year seniors, and all of a sudden we were like, oh, these two things are really interesting when you put them on the same court. And you know the mid-majors suddenly had an uprising. I'll be really interested to see, especially on Saturday night in this Oregon State USC game, the experienced defensive backfield of Oregon State against the receiving core of USC. It is a, you know, can you make up a step with extra game experience? It's really interesting to me. Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback, coming up top of the hour at 4 o'clock. Tell your friends, Bo Nix, who has not been interviewed in a one-on-one in a public setting like this at any point of his career at Oregon, is going to break his silence on this show at 4 o'clock. Leave it here. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I got a hold of a letter today. Letter was written by United States Senator Ron Wyden from the uh, great state of Oregon, and he addressed the letter to Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, and Kathy Engelbert, the WNBA commissioner, both at the league offices in New York on Fifth Avenue. Um, Senator Wyden wrote about his hometown of Portland, and he said that a WNBA franchise would be a slam-dunk success for the city and the league. And uh, then he went into why it would be good, the connection between basketball and Portland and how it creates a natural rival for the Seattle Storm. And, um, you know, simply put, this, is a, this would be a home run. It would be a slam dunk. And, but it was the last paragraph of the letter that really caught my attention. And I tweeted it out if you want to see it. But Senator Wyden wrote, quote, Trailblazers fans are excited by the news that Phil Knight is interested in buying the Trailblazer franchise. I'm more convinced than ever that this native Portlander, who's grown one of the world's most iconic and recognized companies, fully shares fans' goals to keep this flagship franchise where it belongs, right here in the place forever known as Rip City. That Ron Wyden signed the letter. I got a hold of it. I tweeted it out. Um, and it is being widely disseminated as it should be. That was uh, that was the intention. Here's my question for you guys: Like, how interesting is it that that Senator Wyden is writing this letter to Adam Silver, among others, and about Phil Knight, and he explicitly says that the Trailblazers fans are excited about Phil Knight and being interested in buying the team. Like, if I'm Jody Allen, like. I got to think she is like, you know, squirreled away somewhere, maybe on a on a glacier or 
maybe she's in a tropical place and somebody's like, hey, this uh, senator in Oregon is uh, basically doubling down on this Phil Knight stuff. What do you want to do about it? Like, at some point, like, it's just everybody's talking about it. Every, it's all out there. Like, is this unusual for you guys to, like, to, like, this is highly unusual, I think, that everybody is talking about what should happen. Everybody knows what should happen, except the one person that could actually make it happen who remains arms folded in denial and I think is going to end up as one of the most despised characters in Portland sports history if she doesn't sell the damn team. Yeah, I agree. And I've said this before, like Blazer fans in Rip City, it seems like it's a hundred percent agreement that Phil Knight would be a home run hire as or not hire, but as home run owner if he ever became it. And so it's it is weird that this stuff just keeps popping up. And if you're Jody Allen, it doesn't help your self esteem, right? Like nobody likes me, nobody wants me here. Everyone's just openly talking about who the next person is, even though I am still here and I have to deny that the team's for sale. It's just it's weird, but at the same time, like it gets me excited that hopefully there is some traction and that Phil Knight, the Phil Knight thing is real and it's going to happen at some point because we all know that as soon as Jody Allen gets out of here, the Blazers have a chance to like, you know, just revamp the entire franchise. Not saying it's going to be a championship contender, but you can just like the culture will completely change and that's all that we really want. Yeah, I mean, Ron Wyden here is addressing two things that would make the Portland sports landscape so much better. Two separate things, but uh, two things that feel pretty attainable. You know, it's Phil Knight that owning the Portland Trailblazers. It's pretty obvious how much better I think that would improve a lot of things with that organization. And then it's Portland having a WNBA team, which I feel like is uh, is long overdue. Again, very feasible, very attainable, and I, I think Portland would wrap their arms around a WNBA team, considering how much they've wrapped their arms around the Thorns, considering how much they've wrapped their arms around Oregon women's basketball and Oregon State women's basketball, all the talent that is in this state in that sport. Uh, I, I think both of these things need to be addressed because it's been a little bit quiet lately. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Thorns are the greatest uh, success story in women's sports, professional sports on, on the planet. And you, you marry that to a... At WNBA franchise, home run, home run in our in our market. It brings us to the big splash. This is the one thing you absolutely need to know today. Look, look, look at it. Where down there? The big splash. Well, Jake Dicker, the Washington State coach, and Dan Landing, the Oregon coach, are doing a lot of talking in front of Saturday's game in Pullman. Jake Dickert says, look, Oregon's great, but it's not all about Oregon. Well, Oregon's talented. Okay, they got a bunch of four- and five-star athletes running around. Like, I think everyone realizes the challenge that Oregon presents. Um, there's there's limited information with the new coaching staff, and, and that's a lot of this league. You know, so we've done a good job. We've, we've looked at last year's Georgia tape for defense. We look at last year's Florida State tape for offense. But it isn't about all that, right? I've, I've talked to our guys about it a million times. It's about us. Okay, what's our focus level? I mean, they'll they'll give us a ton of things, offense, defense, special teams that we haven't seen. So you got to really rely back to your rules and your principles and your fundamentals, and you got to look that man in the mirror, and you got to be ready to play your best, give your best effort. So uh, there'll be more things than just schemes, you know, on Saturday. It's going to be about who we are, you know, and trying to do it better. Like how we do it needs to be better than everybody else in the country. Jake Tickert, Washington State coach, saying it's about us. Dan Lanning says it's about well his. His Saturday morning schedule. 
What is that schedule? I just want the ball out on the on the turf and let's play turf <laughs> or grass, right? Like last week we played a little bit earlier. I'm, I, eggs, breakfast, and go, you know, whoop ass. That's our plan. And that's the <laughs> plan. It. That's the plan every Good. week, right? Yeah. So whenever you put us out there in between the lights, right. let's play. There it is, uh, Dan Lanning, all the four and five stars. Jake Dickert uh, saying, hey, we just got to look in the mirror. I find it interesting that both Oregon State and Washington State find themselves in a sick, uh, similar predicament this week as uh, both of those programs will be playing at home and both of those programs will be playing against opponents that come in uh, with you know uh, higher rankings and more stars. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback, he played lights out last week against BYU. I wrote a column coming out of the game, said it's his team and it's his time. Feels like it is. We're going to get to know him a little bit uh, in this next segment. I've not interviewed Bo Nix before. It, I think it's going to be a real treat to uh, for you to get to know him as well. Away from the field, on the field. What's it about? What's he excited about? What does he do away from football? And by the way, what is married life like? Bo Nix, next. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.